call it. Call it, yes. For what? Just call it. Welcome to episode 51 of Call It Friend, or the podcast where two friends watch a film decided by the flip of a coin. This week, myself, Andy J. Ritchie, and my co-host Danica Tiernan watched the 2009 Bollywood film Three Idiots. As always, the podcast contains spoilers for the film right from the start. Check out JustWatch.com for streaming and rental options in your region. You can find us on Instagram at Call It Friend or Podcast. Drop us a line there with any feedback or recommendations. All is well. So in the previous episode, I was the one who suggested the criteria of watching a Bollywood film, and your choice was a film called Diwar, mm-hmm. I believe, yeah? I, I got a copy of that. I flicked through it just to have a look at it, and it does look like a really interesting 1970s crime film. Yeah, yeah. How did you hear about that one? Uh, Mark Cousins is the story of film. Ah, right, exactly. Yeah, you that did. The one you that did, he, you he said detailed that. in that. You did but say I that. mean, obviously, as we've discovered about uh, the other Bollywood film as well, and another one that of, I was considering. Of the only, okay. Also, um, horrendously long. Is yeah, that a thing? Yes, because I've looked every single Bollywood film that I've looked at just to check to find out some kind of details about it. The runtime is minimum two hours fifty. Jesus. So the film that I chose was Three Idiots, the hugely successful 2009 coming-of-age comedy drama directed How did you by Raj Kumar Hirani. Well, to be honest, uh, I think I mentioned in the previous episode, but the reason why I selected Bollywood is because I'd always be looking at the IMDb Top 250. I would see Bollywood films and go like, yeah, well, that doesn't count. This film is the highest rated of Bollywood films on the IMDb Top 250. It's got a rating of 8.4, which puts it in number 82 position. It's just ahead of Reservoir Dogs, 2001 A Space Odyssey, and Citizen Kane. Citizen Kane is just below three idiots. I mean, 1.3 billion people. What are you going to do? I'm right. Also, this film has a 100% fresh on Rotten Tomatoes, Tomatoes, Tomatoes. Okay. Right. So. And let me give you just the only other background to say. It's the 14th highest grossing Bollywood film of all time. It made $88 million uh, globally. It was number one at the time. When it was released, but then since then, thirteen other thi- thirteen other films have surpassed it in that time period. It was uh, it was released in China and Japan and was a big hit well there. there yeah. It was a hit in Taiwan and various do not other places. Bollywood movies do well in India also. Well, this one, yes. No. no. Oh, do okay. Mm. Non Bollywood ho- ho- movies, do they do well? Yeah, I would assume I, so. This, I, I mean, I'm going to have to preface everything I say about this film and Indian culture is I know very little about India. My knowledge of India is based on the Darjeeling Limited. (laughs) (laughs) What else? What are some other India influence? Slumdog Millionaire. Uh, The song by Alabama 3, I Ain't Going to Goa. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) That is is the other thing. I try to avoid people who go to Goa. Right. I, I... I just kind of blast into this a little bit. Okay. But have you haven't been to India either, no. right? No. Okay. So we're coming at we're coming at it from the context of two people who've never been to India and whose views on India 
are probably from pop culture, would you say? Yeah. Yeah. Fine. Okay, so now we can talk about the film. Right. It's either, and I'm not dismissing either of these possibilities, it's either just a completely different cinematic language that I don't understand, or, and this is equally possible, Indian people have a relatively unrefined taste in cinema. I would say... Because I think you can... And this is the reason I asked about uh, do non-Bollywood films do well in India. Yes. Because if they do, that would mean that, like if Avatar also did fantastically there, that would mean that they're keyed into something of our cinematic taste as well. Because I defy anybody raised in our type of cinematic language to not just be confused initially. So first, by by a film like this. Because it is, it like it's like, they filmed every post-it note that went up on a whiteboard as a suggestion for what they could put in the film. Yeah, I wonder if that's how all Bollywood films function. I've seen one at this point. I don't know if I'm going to make a huge effort to see more right now, but going back to your original point, I from just bits and pieces that I've watched, it seems like the film language of Bollywood is this. It's a heightened reality Obviously, there's songs. Mm-hmm. They like to have a few little, a bit of a sing and a song and a dance, which is good. Three Stooges type. Yeah, there's a lot of. I mean, if if it's any if film other films are anything like this, there's going to be an elements of physical comedy. People are incredibly broad with their reactions, the characters, and this is obviously a comedy, a comedy drama. But it's a comedy drama that connected with people in a massive, massive way in Asia. But I think that's just because of the subject matter that it touches upon, which I I can understand as someone who's lived in Tokyo for a couple of years. I can I can culturally I can see how that could have an effect on on Asian countries. Go on. Well, I mean, basically, as it's laid out here, the education system is just for people like go study get a job you need to do this work hard blah 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 as opposed to feels like more of a western mindset which is probably what's going to kill us all (laughs) which which is go study social sciences do nothing (laughs) it's the end of humanity (laughs) maybe maybe this film is is what is going to destroy india Oi, but uh, yeah, I think like it was, it, it really connected with people and was massively successful. I loved, does does that mean I think it's a good film? No, I loved the story. Yeah, uh, I th- I like the story. I just didn't like the container. We'll get to a little bit of plot, or just and very very basic elements. But I found the end quite touching. I think everyone who sees it would. Hmm. But it, by the same token, I was like. Yeah, of course I feel something for these characters. I've spent 50 <laughs> hours with them. I know these characters. I've spent more time with these characters see, than, the than I have with some of my family members over the last year. You see, this is the thing. We we speak about it on, on the podcast quite a bit that, um, you know, 90 minutes or less is the perfect length for a film. Yes. And not only is this super long, but this is also the type of story that fits perfectly into the 90 minute yes, mold. Yes, it is a 90 minute film. And I think, like, and the thing is, I actually like the story. This is the kind of fluff that I fucking eat up. Yeah, sure, absolutely. The The main character is very, he's extremely likable. He's just... He's a Ferris Bueller type. Yeah, he's like an unrealistically, he has a positive, positive effect on other characters. 
He has a positive effect on society. He has a, like a can-do, overcome-everything attitude. All is well. Uh, all is well, all is well. And uh, I just think, uh, how could you not? He looks like Joshua Jackson. He's the Indian Joshua Jackson. Amir, I thought he looked Amir like Khan. Toby Maguire. That too, as well. Just mm. like a boyish, although he was 44 years old at the time of filming. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, he's kind of got that belly going on. Yeah, yeah. A little yeah. bit of the old so, man but, belly. But fair play to him. Amir Khan, he's a massively, massively popular star. One of the most, one of the most popular film stars in the world. I didn't know who he was until I watched this film. <laughs> That's my problem. Oi. But, I, I mean, okay, so it, it's got beautiful scenery towards the end of the film. Like, it, it looks good. It looks good. I, I don't understand, like, you're talking about the conventions of Bollywood cinema. There's Dutch angles all over the place. I don't know what they mean. I don't know what a Dutch angle means in, in the context of Bollywood. Is it just like, ah, let's fucking, let's put the camera, let's tilt the camera a bit. Well, I think it's like, is that supposed this to be is dreamy? a different type of kitchen sink cinema. It's not kitchen sink realism. It's fucking everything in the kitchen sink. Just everything. Everything is going in this. Everything we think of, it's there. There was, there was at least a couple of moments. One that I can recall that stuck out to me at the time was when they did the whole pencil and space thing. Mm-hmm. Like, you, you know, astronauts using a pencil yeah. and a pen. I was like, that's almost a meme. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even, in two th- even by 2009, yeah, so well known, that that's such yeah, a yeah, well-known yeah, yeah, yeah. thing. It just goes to show um, how completely culturally alienated we are from one another. Like, I mean, clearly if they're putting that in there, it's not a cliche over there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, there was another, I can't remember the other one, but there was another massive cliche where I was like, whoa, they're using this, that's mad. They even in 2009, something that was basically a meme was put into a film. But I, again, I don't know enough about Bollywood, but I get the sense that they can take things from Western films quite easily. I'm trying. I'm to basing think that of... on nothing because I have. I've seen one Bollywood film so far. I want to know at what point did you know you were checking out? Because for me, I, I, this was a hard watch. I did not watch this in one sitting. Uh, I did. No, I couldn't. I, I paused just could not. to uh, make lunch in the middle of it, but right. I did. I just that said doesn't... it. But also, that made me. I feel that made me hate it more. Um, I was really annoyed by the end of it. Like. Um, my girlfriend was working upstairs. I was chilling out with with uh, my baby. She quite responded to the songs. She enjoyed the songs. Songs are fine. The songs are okay. I um, don't mind a bit of Ali's Vell and the what's the other one? The Pam Zoom Zoobie 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 Zoobie. Oh, when they love each other. Oh God, that's the that one made me want to throw a fucking orange at the screen, a super ripe orange, and break my TV. So when it opens up, this guy's on the plane. He gets a phone call, then fakes a heart attack to get off the plane and uh, um, yeah, he gets wheeled off the plane in a wheelchair. Then he says, oh no, I'm fine. He gets out, right? So it's just the kind of, it's the kind of plot movement that automatically, given my sensibilities and, you know, uh, having watched, let's say, Western movies all my life, Mm. immediately made me go, wait, but why did they why, even it like in what scenario would he not just like would they not just have it so that he rushes off the plane the second he gets the phone call instead of the plane taking off <laughs> and him faking the heart, heart attack are you following me yeah but i guess that's... that was just the kind of extra little moves in the plot that kind of made me go 
But that's where you see that seems like a cultural thing that it's so broad already mm. that that's going on. I can, I've seen that in I feel like I've seen that in kind of Spanish comedy films that type of thing. Yeah, and I feel like the 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 US would they would pull back from that largely. Yeah, because it's just <laughs> I don't want to use this word, but I can't think of it. It's just contrived. I mean to. <laughs> You can't say contrived about Bollywood because, of course, it's contrived. It's yeah, ridiculous. I think it's supposed to be though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, that's how this functions. That's how their cinema functions. Again, I'm basing this off of one film, but I don't. I just can't see myself sitting down for three hours to watch something else. I mean, this is one anything of anything else ever. This is like a big, a huge fan favorite. Actually, something that I found quite interesting. I haven't watched the whole thing. I've kind of just watched bits of it, but. Omi Vaidya, who plays Chatur Ramalingam, the silencer, the farty, mm-hmm. the nerd guy. Silencer, yeah. Yeah, he was kind of on his side for yeah, a while. Yeah, of yeah, it. yeah, yeah. He, he was born and raised in California. He was in the office. He's the IT guy who wears the turban in the US office. He was in Arrested Development as Steve Holt's presidential opponent, the one that Job tells, like, you're a terrorist, go back to your own country. What? Yeah, exactly. He, so that's uh, Omi Vaija. But he was in a documentary called Big in Bollywood, and it shows his journey. I've heard of that documentary. Yeah, it's on YouTube. I'll put the link in the show notes. It shows his journey over to India when the film opened, and the response to the film is just insane. Like, there's a scene where they're sta- all the actors are on a balcony, and there's literally, like... A hundred thousand people, easy, standing outside, and he's he doesn't speak the language. That's like part of the reason of like why he he ended up getting the role is because he was a he was a foreigner who couldn't mm. speak very well. So he's just quoting from the film, and people are just you know are going insane. And he's massively famous over there. But then when he goes back to the U.S., he basically can't find work. Is it possible he'll he'll be able to get by on the? Three idiots paychecks for life, or maybe I wonder. I don't know how much he was paid for this role, unfortunately. I I'm just gonna try and f- answer my own question here. Um, what have you got his paycheck? No, uh, <laughs> I'm just gonna check the highest grossing films in India. Of all time. I've already done that. The highest gross. This is up there, and it made eighty three million dollars, eighty eight million dollars worldwide, and it's number fourteen. So, and they're all they're all Bollywood films. Yeah, the highest grossing film is from like 2016 around, I think. Yeah, but they're they're all Bollywood films. And the important thing is, when this came out in 2009, this was the number one most successful film. So since it came out, like Bollywood is expanding and they're they're making their films are making more money. There've been 13 films since this that have earned more than this, and this previously was the number one. So it's like they're constantly, their cinema is expanding in terms of, um, you know, people So they're going. just into this. Yeah, so this is culturally, this is Bollywood. From I'm going to give it see. like, okay, I'm going to give describe it in broad brush strokes and That's protest, fair. if you will. So if we're to like... Three act structure? The, okay. Seven act, ten act structure? <laughs> <laughs> in the middle of act 69. So, yeah, you know, I mean, the, the, the basic setup is, yeah, this kid who's seemingly, I don't know, magic and just how awesome he is goes to the, this university yes. and inspires other people and then they have a framing device where they're trying to find him later in life, right? There yeah. you go. But put through the Bollywood filter, that basically just expands to 
show every possible deviation for a joke or a gag or whatever that they or a song throw in as many songs as possible as many physical gags as possible just as many ideas as you possibly can and to keep it to the same so there's a he there's a birth scene in it yes with by a fake baby that would put american, <laughs> american sniper, sniper baby. shame oh <laughs> this i'll i'll say this i noticed the fake baby this time <laughs> i was like now that baby is 100 percent not real until it magically came to life it's just it's kind of, i don't know how could i put this i'm trying to think of a good analogy it's like I arrived in an, like a country. Okay, you know the way in in Bulgaria, they shake their heads to mean yes. Okay, and, that sounds like something I've heard. I, I, and I, they I, nod to say no. I've encountered okay. it. It's real. It's completely disjointing. It's not to say it's the wrong way to do things, even though it fucking is. No, it's not to say that. But it's just like, I, it almost made me feel ill. Okay, fair play. And yeah, mainly because, okay, so they've got this perfect story for uh, 90 minutes. And even occasionally there were parts of this film that I, that I did like. Mm-hmm. One or two, and they're short bits. But mostly it just kind of made me feel nauseous. I gotta be honest. Am I a bad person? Am I a racist? I wouldn't say it felt made me feel nauseous. There's, I, I mean, there. This is why I say like it's important to note that we like are not cultural experts on India because whatever this film shows culturally, it, it really connected with people and made a big impact on them. Like that, you know, in terms of how it depicts education, marriage. It's got a very positive message. It has a very positive mm. message. Uh, how you, you noticed that wasn't a male-only college. Yes. <laughs> how many female ca- characters? You, there were like female characters you see in, the in the background. Yeah, yeah there yeah. was like few. I was like, what's going on here? There's just silent ladies in the background, except for the except for that one lady who's she's uh, she she works as a doctor. Good for her. Pia. 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 No. She was. Uh, yeah. She's. Uh, she's a nice looking lady, but. Yeah, there seems to be a massive homoerotic vibes through a lot of the college scenes. To say the least. Uh, it reminded me of that scene from the British office when they rob that guy's pants on Red Nose Day. <laughs> and it's like, it's unpleasant. <laughs> you know? Because I, 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 I don't know, have you ever seen hazing stuff? No, I don't think so. I've never seen people doing, and certainly not like just a... I don't know if this is like, like live, what you see in the military or something, if it's a group of all men together. I lived in Belgium for a bit, and uh, uh, there's a season... No, no more questions, Your Honor. <laughs> there's a season uh, uh, near the start of the year where all the hazing goes on to get into certain societies in the college. And yeah, you would see like just men getting like spanked in public or ladies running around in clothes covered in ketchup and mad stuff like that. Mm. And um, mm. I don't think there was any age where I would have been up for some stuff like that. I no. would have been totally like uh, Rancho. Yeah, you would have been the Rancho if only you could have gone to an Indian university and studied engineering. But like you I just mean, saved them all. I was I was going, well, good for you Rancho at that point. Yeah, absolutely. Like don't play along with these fucking idiots. These idiots. But they, who who are the real idiots though? That's my I'll question. I'll pee on your door. Gross. Yeah, I, but I guess that's a cultural thing as well. I mean, there's all the obviously the suicide is a big question here. Of there's this, Which I didn't it, it know goes, before watching this film. Yeah, that there's pressure. I imagine there is huge pressure on people. You see that one of the characters, Raju, his family comes there, come from you know horrible poverty. Mm. The father is paralyzed. He's in a 
coma or something. I, and, you know, the, the guy's from a very, very poor family. And he's trying to get a good job to basically look after his family. And then it comes back to marriage again being the problem that his his sister, you know, no one's willing to give yeah, like a dowry. Yeah, they're talking about dowries like it's not a joke. I don't think it is a joke. I, I, no, I mean, it's not. I don't know. If that cultural difference is so huge, it's quite hard to overcome, for me at least. But I can see it within the world of, of this film. I can appreciate it. One of the biggest controversies about the film, which I thought was quite interesting, was when Chatur, the silencer, is making his speech. He uses this word, balakar, balakar, frequently. Now, we both watched this with English subtitles, yes. I imagine. What was the word that was repeated? I presume screwed. Screwed? Do you know what it actually means? No. Rape. It means raped. And they changed it in the English subtitles because for they know screwed. We be yeah, because they knew, it wouldn't fly. <laughs> they knew it wouldn't fly. Because rape isn't necessarily a joke. Uh, so, like that created these type of things uh, created a few problems, and also bosom rather than breast. That was the other word that was supposed to be used. So the the film was being attacked I, like, I, in, I, in some quarters for yeah. kind of making light of yeah. I almost uh, want no issues. comment, no comment yeah. on that. Like, but it Jesus. was inter- well. The reason I thought it was interesting was because there's a scene in the documentary that I mentioned where Omi Vaija is basically repeating his speech to them to to that group of like a hundred thousand people, and he repeats the speech, and the subtitles actually say rape. Like it actually, so he's talking to a hundred thousand people, going like, "And this man has raped, uh, has raped more students than anyone ever in the history of this university." And a hundred thousand people, a hundred thousand people in the crowd just go, "Yes!" <laughs> you have God, to watch damn. it. It's very funny. It's, yeah. it's funnier than Three Idiots, but. Yeah. Oh, the other thing, the other interesting point about the film is that Steven Spielberg in 2013 said that he'd watched Three Idiots three times and that he loved the emotional undertones. He listed it as one of five films that he connects with. Okay. What? I'll tell you what these films are, right? Three Idiots, The Godfather, and the other three films that he listed that he connects with are E.T., Saving Private Ryan, and Jaws. (laughs) <laughs> how bad is that to say that you, the Hold five on, films a, you connect to is that real that is a real thing that where did you a, find that well it was it's on wikipedia and imdb so it must be oh, real. definitely true then it's definitely true well, okay i didn't check the citation give me a second and i'll check the citation i'm gonna have a look and see if this and now, is we're giving this a here. proper kicking let me just say as far as i'm concerned this is one of the reasons we have the podcast we end up watching bollywood movies and we get to figure out how we feel about Bollywood films. But I am I must say I'm disappointed to have my suspicions proven so roundly right. And, you know, my reasons for having never watched a Bollywood film before just being just completely ratified. I'm disappointed to have it happen like this. Okay, just uh, I'll, I'll come back to, to answer your point about Bollywood in a second, but... This is in, it's in an article from the Hindustan Times, five movies Spielberg connects with E.T., a search for the father in myself, as well as a catharsis film for me after my parents' divorce. Saving Private Ryan, a homage to my dad. Three Idiots, I've seen it three times, loved the emotional undertones. 
Jaws, the hardest movie I ever made in my career. I wanted to give up movie making after There's that. There's no way this is I real. I know, I know. The Godfather, nobody could have directed this movie better than Francis Ford Coppola. They just made that <laughs> up. They just made that up. I think that does speak... Maybe this does answer your question about... Bo- this does answer your points about Bollywood. That uh, this... Yeah, this I just read make an things article up. online... Uh, uh, <laughs> Film critic from India, specifically giving out about Bollywood and giving all the reasons why he said <laughs> the reason why Bollywood is so bad. And he, w- one of the main digs that he had at the whole industry was he said it's just it's all nepotism. Karina Kapoor, who plays Pia, she's a member of the famous acting dynasty, the Kapoors. She's the fifth generation. There's like. Well, 50 of them. Yeah, her There's father, I know, multiple, was the star multiple in that. Multiple generations. Um, her father was the star in uh, that, uh, f- the film that I had put forward. Ah, okay. Mm-hmm. And then another one from at the, around that area, uh, era called Cholet, which is maybe it's one of, maybe the most famous Bollywood film. And also Amir Khan, I, I read something of him talking about, he basically said that any awards from like the Indian film industry to him were meaningless. mm because he said it wasn't a particularly rigorous set of standards that were being put in place. To speak objectively, and we can give a fiddle through the plot if we want, but I mean, I think we're just discussing. Well, we'll see if there's any, I mean, if there's any specific moments that come up, I feel like we've already touched on. Every negative thing that I'd ever heard thrown up um, at Bollywood films uh, was kind of uh, proven right in watching this one. And this is m- mostly stuff that I had heard from Indian people because I, you know, I'm really into movies. Whenever I have an Indian people, I've tended to ask about this. And I, my, uh, my goofy question was always leading in with, is it true? Like, you know, they, they just always burst into songs. And any Indian people that I ever spoke to, their main complaint was not the songs. It was it was that they're all just gut wrenchingly long. Mm. And then again, in other places, I'd heard you know about goofy jokes and yeah, the songs and whatever like that. But this had been the reason that I had been reluctant to watch one over the years, just because. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, there was probably a time where I would have said to myself, um, "Oh, supposing I don't like it, and that makes me racist." But then, as I went along in life. I kind of went, well, supposing that I spend three hours watching something and it's awful and I don't want to do that. And now having done it for the podcast, just everything that I had heard beforehand being ratified so distinctly in this one film is probably enough to see me not watching one again. I wonder if there's a better choice. Like I just chose this because it was at the top. Mm. It was the highest rated on IMDb just because so many people have voted on it. But it's a real crowd pleaser. I just feel like it's not a particular... Technically, it doesn't feel like a... It's not like a poorly made film no. on a technical level. It looks nice. It looks fine. There uh, is something here that could really be worked with. Yeah, yeah. If you just cut half of the film away. Yeah. It yeah. would be fine. Basically, you could just chop half of this film out and it would make sense. And it would be a good movie. Yes. Like, there, and like yeah, I, I said, there are like little moments that I enjoyed. I enjoyed where... Um, I enjoyed where he gives the complicated definition of the book... In order to demonstrate that you could use simple language. Or I enjoyed where they were handing in their exams late and he ruffled up all the papers. Oh, that was the other thing. That's that was the other meme thing that I thought about like Oh what, is that a thing? Yeah, that's oh that's to me that is like such a huge meme of 
people like handing in their exam after the time is finished and saying to the professor or teacher like do you remember like do you know who i am and they say no and then you go okay and just throw it into the pile with the others like i've heard that as a, as a kind of meme type story for ah. for years and years so that was another one that struck me i was like oh my god i can't believe they're really using that do you want to just tennis ball the plot back and forth, see how much we can remember of everything? Well, give it a shot. I'll see if there was anything else to say about any of the cast members. Oh, yeah, I did want to say this. So, like, Amir Khan is apparently is massively famous, massively successful. He's next going to be seen in Lal Singh Chada, an adaptation of Forrest Gump. Events in India's history unfold through the perspective of Lal Singh Chada, an autistic man who has a great understanding of emotions. We have to watch that. We definitely we have, have to, to watch, watch Indian Forest Gump for sure. I wonder what like I wonder what the I wonder what the shrimp is going to be. <laughs> I wonder what Bubba, Bubba shrimp. Who's Bubba going to be? Who's Lieutenant the, Dan? I wonder Who's what Indian the Lieutenant Indian Dan? idiot accent is going to be. <laughs> yeah. well, I'm watching that one. That is the next Bollywood. <laughs> it comes out. It, it comes out next year. I'm curious. I have to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know if there's anything else. There's nothing else to say about any of the cast. I think we've covered everything. I'll we'll put the the in the link in the show notes. I'll I'll put the uh, YouTube video for Big in Bollywood. The whole film, it, the whole uh, documentary is on uh, is on Omi Vadya's own YouTube page. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> so good for him. He seems like he seems like a nice guy. Actually, he seems like a good guy. All right. So, so Saran fake heart attacks his way off a plane when he gets a phone call. From who? Who phones Ferran actually? He gets the phone call from Chatur. Oh, I, yeah, I've that's got right. this insanely long, but better written than the uh, No Time to Die plot synopsis. All right, hit so, me with it. Well, no, I, I, it's super long. You t- tell me what you remember, and I'll tell right, you right, if you've right, forgotten. Right, right. Okay, okay, okay. So fake, fake heart attack. Yeah. And then he scans. Oh, yeah, this will be uh, fun. Actually, okay, how much then. we struggle with this, and I'm going to try and go into detail. Okay. We'll demonstrate to listeners just how mad this is. Right. So Fran, who's one of our main characters. I like how you're pronouncing him like he's Spanish. Ferran. Uh, he gets a phone call on a plane that uh, for some reason he immediately has to get off. The plane has already taken off, so he fakes a heart attack. They wheelchair him off the plane, and then he gets up out of the wheelchair and just say, okay, I know I'm fine. And then he, uh, he um, what's the word, commandeers somebody else's uh, taxi and says, oh, yeah, but we have to go to this place first. He swings by his mate Pujal's house. Uh, Raju. Raju. Rajal? Raju. Raju. He swings by his mate Raju's house uh, to pick him up and uh, says, we found him. We found Ran- uh, Rancho. So the, his, his mate then, uh, Raju, gets dressed but forgets his pants and his girlfriend is practicing some sort of breathing exercise so can't tell him that he's forgotten She's doing yoga or something, I think. Um, anyway, then they're all out in the taxi and uh, he, it gets pointed out to him that he, he did, in fact, forget his pants, much like um, Pat Mustard in Father Ted. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, Very similar. So then they get out of this water tower, and Chatur is there, and he rubs away 
uh, a like some moss or something. Yeah, yeah, and it says July f- or su- some date. September, <laughs> September 11th. September 5th, uh, which says, oh, we would come here on this day. Uh, and they're really mad. They're like, what? We thought fucking Rancho was going to be here. We haven't been able to find him in years. You think we'd come back to pr- win this stupid bet that he would be more successful than you after all these years? And he goes, yes, but I wanted to prove that he isn't. And they're like, "What? You know where he is?" He's like, "Yes, I know where he is." And they're like, "Okay, we're gonna you're gonna take us there right yeah, now." It's called Shimla, apparently. It yeah, looks yeah. very beautiful. And then we fly through the mountains, and uh, we hear our first song, which is the songs uh, are incredibly literal. The yes. lyrics of the songs are yes, like, right? "We are going to find Rancho in the mountains. <laughs> we haven't seen him for ten years. He was a nice guy. <laughs> you're gonna love him." <laughs> You're going to be spending another seven hours with him. You better buckle up, buddy, because this so is not a short film. They're on this road trip, but then it uh, pops back uh, to Ferran's F- birth. And from birth, it was decided oh my he God, was going you're right. to be an engineer. <laughs> um, this is like literally what, but this is very, very close to what it says here. Oh, I'm going to tr- I'm gonna try yeah. and take everybody okay. through this. Right, so then all of a sudden, fast forward, he's in a uh, university and he <laughs> he meets Millimeter. Millimeter, who's the weird homeless college butler. <laughs> now, I, th- I think that must be some sort of, is that like an Indian, is that so. like yeah, a cultural thing? That the he's, system, it right. seems like. Yeah, yeah. Um, so he'll take your bags and get you eggs. That's the thing that comes up in the subtitles, although I didn't know was that a euphemism or not. But then, just to just to uh, foreshadow something a little later, which is fucking brilliant, uh, Ferran, on his way to the room, notices some puppies and stops and takes a photo yes. of them. Why? Because he wants to be a wildlife photographer. That's, that's wildlife. <laughs> Stray dogs. <laughs> So then he gets moved into this room with uh, Raju, who's super religious, um, mm-hmm. and uh, Millimeter makes a comment, says, oh, it's religion now, but then you're going to put uh, pictures of young ladies up there and saying, oh, I'll pray to God that I can have sex with you. Something along those lines. That night is when all the gay hazing starts. <laughs> so the thing is, do you remember what the hazing is? I'm forgetting what the hazing is. You have to put, you get you a stamp your on your arse. Yeah, you pull your, you pull your or pants down. Or they pee down. on you. Yeah, if you don't pull your trousers down, you get pissed on. <laughs> Jesus. But then anyway, so uh, Rancho is late arriving and he's not up for this nah, crack he's, at all. He's, he's, he's already, he's, he's lived through this or something similar. He's, so uh, then he's having none of it. He rushes into the room and uh, they're like, hey, come out or I'm going to pee on your door. <laughs> Which pee I on mean, your door, man. Pee on my door. Fine. F- fucking pee on my door. You're not peeing on me. Uh, but uh, Rancho MacGyvers something together and sticks this uh, spoon under the door that uh, electrifies the hazers. Also, don't willy. piss on my spoon. <laughs> I need that for my meals. Well, then he his willy gets electrocuted, yeah. so Rancho wins the day. Uh, okay, next day class starts, and automatically he's a he's a thorn in the side of authority. This this guy is the coolest student in the world. Because yeah, they're like, this is the astronaut pen that they invented. That's a super pen. And then he asks, uh, well, why didn't they just use a pencil? And everyone's like, oh, oh I was yeah. very happy that they paid that off later on, because mm. if they just left it like that, that would have been awful. But even paying it off, it's still, you know, it's still such like a well-worn thing. Yeah, but I mean, clearly not to people in India. Um, well, now it is, because it's like the most oh, well. Yeah. three idiots. <laughs> now they'd be like, oh, you mean from Three yeah, Idiots, yeah, yeah. my favorite film? <laughs> and then they show you their Three Idiot tattoo. 
Okay, all right. So I might be hitting some memory roadblocks One day here. when Joy Lobo, a student with a passion for engineering similar to Rancho's, is oh, denied yeah, graduation is by virus. Oh, yeah, we haven't talked about the introduction of the college director, Viru Sahara Strabud, a.k.a. Virus. Yeah, the virus. He's a total bastard. I, I The switching between the languages was kind of interesting to me. I don't really know how I that know works. That, yeah, that was I didn't weird, know that was it? a thing. You can just use English whenever you want. Apparently, you're, you're un- to be the, there's no obligation. You can just go like Hindi, English. That seemed to be the order of the day, yeah. I like that. Mm. That's good. That's a nice bit of code switching. Good job, them. So, yeah, so this guy, Jay Lobo, is denied graduation by virus on grounds of failure to, failure to submit his project. He dumps his drone camera, which is picked up by Rancho. So the three boys take this drone camera and start working on it, eventually bringing a drone to life. This would have been like 1999 or something. It's supposed to be 10 years before mm. the current time, and this was made in 2009. So they, they had a working video drone drone camera in 1999. Well done, them. Yeah, indeed. And But what do they capture on that drone well, camera? Well, first of all, you have to realize that uh, they start singing this song called All Is Well. Uh, that is that all is that when all is well? Yeah, is? that's when all is well ah, is on. Nice. And it show, like so it starts off extreme there's a, yeah, they're all in the shower yeah, covered there's a in lot suds. Of, yes. And then they go running around the place covered in suds. Yes. Saying all is well, all is well. Uh yeah, uh, but then Fucking Lobo ruins the song uh, by hanging himself. He does. But before actually they they capture uh, um, Lobo, they see Chatur in his room with uh, American flag underpants on, which is a bit mise-en-scene with how obsessed with the West he is. I think Because, yeah, he was raised in Uganda, that character. Yeah, that was an odd and one, wasn't he, it? he was raised speaking Tamil. Mm. So he speaks English and Tamil. He doesn't speak Hindi. Again, I don't understand Indian culture enough to, I mean, but they're like Ugandan Indians raised in Uganda. I, I, there's a, I've got a vague notion of Indians in Africa, but. Well, Gandhi spent a lot of time there. Yeah, right. Anyway, uh, so Lobo kills himself and at the funeral, um, Rancho more or less accuses Virus of murder. He says, yeah, it, but that was a murder. And then um, because you put so much pressure on him and of course Virus is outraged by this. And, um, yeah, uh, so he uh, gives out a uh, stink about it. And then Virus contacts the families of Ferran and uh, Raju and says, hey, if your boys continue hanging out with this fucking joker, they're going to be out of school. Yeah. And, uh, and so, uh, first of all, we get the, we see Ferran's parents just be mean and say, we're not giving you food. Then they go around to Raju's house and they're all really poor and it's depressing. Yeah. Um, and it's in black and white. And then they're all poor oh, yeah. and they're walking away from there. And then they gate crash a wedding. Yes, this, scene exactly. made, this is correct. This, this is... scene made me so hungry. There's, it looks nice. There's a lot of good food there. That was a nice wedding. Yeah, yeah. The, so they're all eating all this food. It's And it turns out it's Virus's daughter's wedding. I'd, I'd say shout out to Virus, actually. It's such a broad character, and he, he's got the lisp and everything and the mustache, but he's not bad. He's selling it. He's mm-hmm. like he's doing a lot. He's doing a lot with it, but he's selling the like villain character quite well. Totally. So, so, then so fair play to the old at the virus. Wedding, the, uh, Rancho sees this um, uh, girl be accosted by her fiancé for wearing an old watch. Her fiancé who speaks English all the time. That's yes. how we know he's a baddie. And uh, he says, you got to wear this new watch. 
And then Rancho offers her some free advice. He says, you got to fucking lose the zero, get with a hero, honey. He says, oh, that guy's obsessed with price tags. So then what he does is to prove his point, he says, I'll get this guy to announce the price of his shoes. And he spills some mint sauce in his shoes. And your man goes, uh, these are my 400,000 uh, whatever currency shoes. You talking about the guy in the $10,000 suit? Come on. <laughs> bring, bring uh, Joe, bringing right? Joe back yeah, in, yeah, yeah. into it. So, but that does not quite break off the engagement, and eventually they get uh, turfed out of the wedding by uh, old virus. There, I'm roadblocked. So she turns, yeah. So the the girl at the wedding is Pia. She's not the one who's getting married. She's the sister of the lady who's getting married, right? Yeah, but she's engaged to but, the dickhead. Yeah, she's engaged to Nobhead, and it turns out that she's Virus's daughter. So Virus confronts the trio after Pia tricks Rancho. And it, yeah, it turns out the wedding is for Pia's elder sister, Mona. The following morning, Virus summons Farhan and Raju and tells them to move in with Chatur, but Farhan decides to stay back while Raju re- reluctantly decides to go on despite his friend's warning. Oh yeah, and then this one we discover that Chatur takes some drugs that makes him fart loads. Yes, he, he's called Silencer, <laughs> which is quite, it's, it's cool. It's yeah, a good they're name. caused by a weird type of herbal amphetamine by the sounds of it. It's an mm-hmm. odd thing. And again, he's another baddie because he, he's an outsider. <laughs> he speaks English. Yeah. So then uh, in order to get Raju back on their side, they try a number of things. The first one is, now I don't know how this fucking works, but so Chatur has to make this speech um, where he'll, you know, say, thank you, school and virus, you're great. And the Minister of Education of India is going to be there and everything. So what they do is they... Oh, yeah, and he's writing the speech with the librarian for some reason. <laughs> because he doesn't speak Hindi. All oh, right, okay, okay, okay. Very so, well. So, so he's then, just going to memorize it. That's why he doesn't understand what yeah, he's yeah. saying. Uh, so the joke's on him, really. So then they change a bunch of the words. They change serve to screwed and something to bosom. Yeah, which, I mean, it is rape. He's well, saying rape. Yeah. So but in, in our subtitles, it said screwed. I mean... It was interesting to see, um, but that, like, culturally, that it makes the reaction, like you said before, of the whoever that guy is, like the minister for education yeah, yeah. or something. He's just howling away at the when, rape jokes. Yeah, when he thinks that this this student is suggesting that virus, the like professor, has has raped, <laughs> like he's raped more students than anyone ever. He's pissing himself. It's only when it, it's only when the rape gun is turned on him that he finally changes his tune. Yeah, no, but culturally, that I can't. It's hard to kind of imagine to that. Swear. Yeah, it's like that doesn't. That feels like that left a long time ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a time it was there. I'm sure. Oh, I'm sure. When Mel yeah. Brooks was fucking making movies, maybe. Uh, yeah, that was. Uh, that's crazy to to have learned that now. Yeah. Um, Oh, yeah, but so then Chatur is really, really upset. I think rightfully so. Well, uh, especially when it's revealed, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, screwed is not that bad. <laughs> but still, it would be kind of uh, it'd be kind of annoying. So then he runs up to the water tower where uh, uh, Farhan and uh, Rancho are drinking, and then he's really upset, and he's like, what did I ever do to you? And I'm like, yeah, what did he <laughs> ever do to you? But anyway... And they're like, I'm. He's like, I'm going to be more successful than you. And then we get the flashback from the start delivered on, and he carves whatever the date is on the water tower wall. And 
Yeah, that's it. Uh, the, 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 the scene is set for the competition. Now, the next thing that goes down... I'm roadblocked again. Go on. So next, uh, after a few days, Rancho manipulates Pia into insulting and briefly dumping Suhas, her fiancé, which angers her. However, he learns that Raji's paralyzed father has suffered a stroke... And a reluctant Pia gives in to his pleas for help. Rancho quickly admits him in a hospital by riding him into the hospital premises on Pia's scooter. Raju, who, oh no, Raju, did she only temporarily break up with that dude? According to this... Um, I don't think that's a, a right. I think she gets back with him after the events of... Well, I don't know if they were fully broken up at this point. Okay, fair enough. The whole 10 years that goes in between makes no sense. Yeah, the plus things they that don't, happen. nobody ages or anything. Yes, this is, that, the, that whole part makes no sense. The, the whole framing device doesn't work, which is a bit of a Anyway, the, he helps out Raju's dad, which yes. gets the gang back together, and Pia is very impressed with Rancho as a guy, and then they all move back in together. Yeah, we're all friends. Yeah, Pia falls in love with him. The oh, then they have their love song. Yeah, zooby dooby dooby. Yeah, indeed. I think at this point, then, do we go back to the future? Back to the present. Farhan, Raju, and Chatu reach Shimla and go to the house where Rancho lives. This is a weird scene. And they scene. meet this other guy. There's another young man who identifies himself as the real Rancho das Shamal das Chanchad. Yes, and he points a gun at them. Yeah. And they threaten to dump his father's ashes down the toilet. Um, until they can find out the truth. The truth, which is the their rancho was actually the gardener's son, but he just loved education. Mm. It was a, it had a big old buzz for education. So he, uh, and then the real rancho's father said, well, so long as you come back with a degree for my son that he can use, fine by me. So he got to go off and study, but the degree eventually went to um, the the real rancho, not uh, to to this guy. Yeah, and and around this time, it's revealed that Chatur is trying to meet an international scientist called Funsuk Wangdu. That's right. And you you're obviously going like, well, that's rancho then. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's the, he's a sensational inventor with four hundred patents. It's yeah. like, yeah, obviously. Yeah, yeah. We yeah, know yeah. what's going to happen at the end. Obviously. So then, I think we they, we jump back to the past again at this point. No, this is. I mean, there's just so much here. There's so much. Happens. There's so much. Uh, blah 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 blah. Fuck me. Back in the past, I had, this is like a huge yeah. paragraph we've just got through here. Back in the past, during their final year, Rancho and Pia fall in love and begin a relationship. Ah, so actual is that there? We've seen their entire college life. Yeah, yeah, we do. Yeah. <laughs> God, I wasn't. I, did, I thought. Should we see this? Could have been a month for me. Yeah, I saw that, but it never really occurred to me that this is a multiple year thing. Mm. I kind of just saw it. It feels like it plays out in a week. Back in the past, during their final year, Rancho and Pia fall in love and begin a relationship. After Farhan and Raju drunkenly break into Virus's house and pee, while Rancho sneaks in to propose to Pia. Oh yeah, and the reason he does that is he makes a deal with the two boys that. Uh, Farhan will send off this letter to his favorite wildlife photographer to try and be apprenticed to him, and uh, Raju will apply for this job, go to an interview that he's, he's right. quite nervous about. Um, and because because Rancho does that and declares his love and so forth, then Farhan does send the letter, and Raju does go for the interview. You've missed out the so. Virus threatens Raju. So vi- they get caught the next morning, and then Virus threatens Raju with rust- rustication. 
Oh, yeah. Going to rusticate you, boy. Which I, it must mean suspension, does it? Yeah, I think it's expulsion, no? They're not going to get kicked out. I don't know, but he's very upset anyway. And so he jumps out the window. Oh, yeah. He attempts suicide. Raju tries to kill himself, tries to kill himself, and then ends up in a coma. Oh, yeah. Then he gets, there's that sequence where they try to wake him up. The odd montage. Yeah, there's a montage. promises to marry his sister for free. (laughs) They just tell, they tell, they tell him a bunch of lies to try and wake him up. Yeah. uh, And eventually it works, right? Yeah, he wakes up because if you lie enough, someone in a coma they'll wake up that's it so he wakes up and then they kind of go through apparently a couple of months to help him recover before he and then he has a newfound confidence which he takes into his job interview yeah and they're in the job interview they're like we that's what we were looking for son we were just looking for someone to to (laughs) (laughs) we just wanted someone to do wouldn't sell out and you're the boy you're the chosen one (laughs) <laughs> and Farhan uh, goes off to to work yeah, uh, with Andre Istvan. Like, we would hire you, but you've got too much of a bad attitude. Can you lose the attitude? And he goes, "No." And they're like, "Well, you're hired." <laughs> it's a it's a bit like kind of Charlie and the Chocolate Factory type thing. Yes, it is exactly Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Yes, indeed. He puts the gobstopper back. He gives him back uh, the yeah, gobstopper. And that's it. Aye. Farhan. Uh, okay, so they. Unable to take the insult any longer, Virus rigs the final examination question paper in order to fail Raju. But Pia obtains duplicate keys to her father's office and helps Rancho and Farhan break into the office to steal the question paper. Then it just cuts here to ah, Farhan and Raju again in the present suddenly remember Pia. And they suddenly remember oh, Pia. Oh, yeah, that's some deviation. Suddenly remember Pia. And then they just drive across the country. They go, uh, drive six hours... They tie the ga- up yeah, the gag chatter, the they tie him up and then because he's trying to meet Funsuck, Funsuck Wangdu. <laughs> <laughs> and the place where they drive to is called Man Alley. <laughs> <laughs> I, I need to meet Funsuck. I can't go to Man Alley. I need to meet Funsuck <laughs> Wangdu. To meet Funsuck. Hey, sorry, India. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, ridiculous. I, th- I think I've been to Man Alley. It's in Manchester. And then they... Um, oh, yeah, that's the place where uh, Charlie Hunnam and Aidan Gillen hang <laughs> yes. out. Um, but then, it's, yeah, so then they get to the wedding. They fucking uh, spill mint sauce on the poor fella <laughs> again. There's a lot of those, like I was saying, like broad slapstick kind of farcical shenanigans going on. And how does... Characters are so broad. What do they do to win over Pia again? They basically say to her, so uh, Raju goes in wearing, like, bas- taking the place of the of the uh, fiancé, he, but he makes the speech saying that Rancho had given him before, like, you know, you, you, you don't want to live the rest of your life regretting it. There's a, we've got a car mm. here. We can take you to, old, to Rancho. And, she, and they're like, but we don't know, is he married or not? And she's like, he could be married. What? What? Uh, you have to get married in India. You have no choice. As a married man, I'm sure you support that. But I do. There's really nothing else. It's it's in marriage and dowries, apparently. That's what, that's what has to go on. So anyway, they run away. She's worried about the public reaction, but Raju uh, convinces her. They jump into the car and they start driving towards wherever this place is. But then back in the past... Raju refused to use the exam paper, but Virus discovers what happened and wants to kick the three of them out in mm. the middle of the night. 
However, it's raining heavily outside. Oh, yeah, Jesus Christ. Oh, and also th- at this point, it's before that ra- the heavy rain, Pia uh, admits to her father that she was responsible for stealing the exam paper, and she accuses her father of being responsible for her brother's death. Oh, yeah. Because apparently he, her brother committed suicide by jumping off of a train or mm-hmm. putting his head on the train and tracks And she has suicide style. note that she's been keeping she's secret in, for years. in her handbag. Yeah, yeah. She's in been her carrying right around her brother's suicide note in her handbag. And then, and I don't know how, but Virus and the three boys and Virus's pregnant daughter end up stranded in the same place because of a flood. Yes. And then they uh, communicate by video link with Pia yes. in order to get advice on in how In 1999, to, apparently. Yeah, on how to suck a or baby out of uh, her sister's vagina. Right. And uh, so that's it. Rancho uses his amazing skills to uh, rig up some kind of vacuum cleaner suction thing for sucking a baby's head out and of And they a, think the baby's dead for a minute. They certainly do. Which is nuts. I was wondering what was going to happen there. I wasn't sure if they were just going to be like... I thought they were going to go dead born. baby. <laughs> stillborn child I thought, is an interesting choice. I thought they were going to go dead baby. I was like, this... But like for a minute I was going, no way, you're not doing that. And then the baby kicks Rancho in the head. And then Virus says, you be a footballer or whatever you want to be. And Virus is changed by the birth of his grandson. Be, yeah, of course. Now he's okay. No, he's a sound but he's guy. still angry. He's still angry with Rancho. He goes and gives him the pen, but he does give him the speech of like, "You don't always have. You don't have to be a dickhead. You don't have to be right all the time." Yeah, yeah. That's nice. That was nice. It's and then nice, they graduate, but, it, but Rancho just buggers off in that's, secret. That makes no sense. Mm. The that framing device of he just now has left for ten years, doesn't say anything to anyone, didn't yeah. say anything to Pia. So when they meet him again in the future, and it's revealed that he's Fangdu. Fun suck Wang do. They kick the shit out of him for a couple of minutes. Yeah, they do. To, yeah, it's they weird start that. beating him up. <laughs> and they're like proper kicking him. Yeah, they're like actually kicking him. Yeah, which, yeah. And then they're like, hey, why did you leave? 10 years, man. 10 years. What's that from? I don't know. Jeremy Piven, John Cusack, gross point blank. Oh, it's been a long time. Yeah, 10 years, man. It has probably yeah. been longer than 10 years since I've seen that. We should watch that again. It's good. It's Loads better than Three Idiots. On the soundtrack. Yes, it's a good. It's a good soundtrack. So that's it. That's the end. They uh, basically it's revealed that Funsuk Wangdu is Rancho. So that means that Chatur, who gets Rancho to sign the contract saying that he has defeated him, means that Chatur is not going. Chatur is going to lose his job. Pretty much, yeah. And fuck he's got him, young children. He's like, I've got young children. <laughs> I, need, I need work. And they're like, well... Yeah, fuck I you, could, you're the bad guy in the movie. I, I have 400 patents. I could easily be the bigger man and help you, but just <laughs> fuck you. Because you did... I did... You know, uh, I, We started the, this like, thing for no reason. Have you ever heard when Louis C.K. talks about how he, he loves um, the jokes that his daughter makes up because they, they make they make no sense and then you have to add the sense to them in your head and he gives this example of a joke his daughter said it was like a, who didn't let the gorilla into the ballet <laughs> uh, the person whose decision it was <laughs> uh, right and th- yeah th- 
there's all sorts of gaps in logic. Like, why did he leave for 10 years? Because the facilitates he, the they film, needed him. They <laughs> needed him to leave for 10 years for the film to happen. It yeah, yeah. It, they meet it, millimeter again. Yeah, and he's called, what, now kilometer, centimeter, something, right? They, centimeter something first. Like and then that, he's yeah, like, what yeah. are you talking about? You're a kilometer now. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and fucking Ch- uh, Chatur gets his penis uh, electric. Ch- yeah, Chatur <laughs> does <laughs> pissing on him. a wall and a tiny little kid's electric. He's pissing on a wall because they tied him up in the back of a car for six hours across India. Yeah, well, there you go. Don't piss on, don't piss on the elect, don't whiz on the electric fence. Oh, well, I'm glad I, I mean, I'm glad I have a reference to say Bollywood sucks now. I'm not going to say that the entire thing is shit, but uh, if anyone wants to recommend me a better Bollywood film that's not three hours long. Yeah, if any, Or even if it, if, even if it is three hours long, if you think it's actually has some merit i see that amir khan was in a film called langan i think it's called i'm not sure but from like 2001 that looks better i'm sure there were much better choices i went with the popular choice i guess this is this is just such a hugely popular option and you just you know you can't trust people well you can look up like they have a habit of aping everything about western titles yes and the, including the posters the posters are like near identical well i'm still looking forward to uh indian forest gump so yeah. there's got to be that means but i mean there's other ones that they've aped that i want to see s- indian bridge of spies as well there's one maybe it's called cyborg that was is, it the terminator no it's it's just nuts it's just this and like it's really ropey cgi of this impossible robot man running around the city sounds great Smashing stuff up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's check it out. Yeah, so if anyone wants to recommend any Bollywood films, let us know. Send us a message on the Instagram at Call It Friendo Podcast. I guess next up is going to be Nollywood. No, Nollywood. That's the Nigerian That's Hollywood. The Nigeria one, yeah, 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 yeah. We'll check that out. Why not? We'll have to. Well, I think we've got many reasons why not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but if of, we are legally obligated, or le- legally obligated to to watch uh, a Nigerian film, then why not? I'm sure there's good ones. I think what I'm, I think individual films from a place, no problem. Films from a huge cultural studio system, potentially a problem. In the same way that people would have a problem with watching a Hollywood film rather than an American film, you know? What's the indie Indian option? Like, that's possibly what we're looking for not like a massive studio film mm. and maybe that dwar that you had originally selected maybe that was it i don't know i never saw if that was particularly indie or not maybe we're just looking for something a bit more indie well that is like that's a a classic in, yeah in, or in a classic it. yeah not something like this feels like the way that some people respond to the Shawshank Redemption. I mean, I love Shawshank Redemption. It's a great movie. But it's such a populist type film, yes. or it's it's become that in a sense. And I don't know, people connect with it so strongly. People connect with Three Idiots. But again, uh, uh, these cultural elements of what it was saying, the effect that it had on Asian countries of what it's saying about the education system is like, you shouldn't put so much pressure on people. People should be eager to learn as opposed to feeling that it's necessary to get this learning purely to get uh, an engineering degree so that you can become a banker, so that you can make money. Like not even becoming an engineer, just getting a degree, then becoming a banker, making money. 
et cetera, et cetera. Like that blew people's minds in Asia. The idea that people should be eager to learn and keen and to learn something that they could use in like a practical sense. So that was the real effect. I think that's what genuinely connected with people. But to me, I'm like, eh. <laughs> yeah, yeah I'm sorry. I'm a teacher. <laughs> I mean, good, good, good for you, folks. <laughs> Actually, yeah, Chutar, when he thinks, um, when he thinks Rancho just became a teacher, they're making fun of him. They're like, A for <laughs> apple, B for ball. <laughs> it's very accurate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't think they're wrong. <laughs> I don't think Chatur's wrong there. I think that's a... It's a fairly accurate. Oh, well, like, I, yeah, I'm with Chatur all the way, yeah, yeah, to be yeah. honest. He is the hero of the story, as far as I understood it. So, anyway, I think that's us done with that three idiots. 1000% done with Bollywood for the moment. Well, for now, for now at least. So, the uh, criteria that me and, well, it was Andy Casper who picked this criteria from the previous episode, he uh, asked us to choose something Lovecraftian. Mm-hmm. And I, I made sure to clarify with him if it could just be something influenced by Lovecraft and not specifically like some H.P. Lovecraft property or adaptation. And I think I wore him down enough to where it was, yeah, just something that's vaguely got some Lovecraftian elements to it. Okay, so what do you got? Well, I went for a film which was, uh, I've talked about it before, but it was the only Benson and Moorhead film that I hadn't watched, which is 2014 Spring. Oh, right. Okay. Is that yeah, Lovecraftian? So, yes. Y- yes, as far as, it, yeah, as far as I know, it is a, love, a Lovecraftian horror. Mm-hmm. So the, the previous Benson and Moorhead film we watched was? Uh, Synchronic. Synchronic, but and I also then, around the same time watched The Endless, which is definitely yeah, Lovecraft. That's very yeah, and also at the same time I watched. Oh, I watched this as well. The, their first movie. Which yeah, is I brilliant. watched Resolution as well. I'd say so that the, was probably my favorite of the three. So that's it. There, there are they've released four full films so far: Resolution, Spring, The Endless, and Synchronic. I've seen three of them, so I've just been waiting to catch up on Spring. It's a Lovecraftian horror film set in Italy. Okay, well, I'm going to uh, go a little bit further back in time than that um, and sort of fill in a blank in um, my, I mean, the list of classic horror comedies, uh, which I've never seen, um, 1985's Reanimator. Mm, okay, I haven't seen it, but it is familiar to me as a title. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, people it talk would be about. A, a classic in the genre, along the like the kind of uh, Evil Dead vibes off it. Nice. I imagine. Well, I don't mind either way. I'm happy with either one. All right, cool beans. So let me see what I got for you. Um, one or uh, fat Spanish king head. Ah, okay, fat Spanish king head. <laughs> right, lovely. Actually, I do think I think this is the the king that's off in Abu Dhabi because he had to leave the country. Oh, he got. Expelled. He has a coin. Good for him. Right. Big fat king head. <laughs> Yay. Big fat king head. All right. So we're watching 2014 Spring. The no, Benson and Moorhead Reanimator. I never Sorry, Reanimator. Fucking shit. I'm just going to watch the Bollywood remake of Reanimator. For the songs. Which I'm sure there's one. I'm sure there's at least five. Or else the Nollywood one. So yeah. criteria wise then, what are we looking at? What are we looking at? Uh, one thing got kind of got me curious because I, I I looked and saw that there were, I realized that there's a certain genre that we haven't gone near as much as we might, um, and then I realized there's a certain type of this genre 
that gets constantly shot on by critics. And I realized well, you and I might have different opinions to a lot of critics. So it'd be an interesting discussion if we guaranteed by way of criteria that next week we'll be watching SNL alumni vehicles. <laughs> We've already watched one not that long ago, Good Lady, Lady Ghostbusters. Ah, now come on! Uh, okay, no, okay, no, no, no. That's a, I, I'm not that like I'm. Do, I'm talking about. Like, well, we've both seen MacGruber, right? Both That's off the table, so it's got to be something I've else. I've seen Dirty Work. I don't think you have. No, I haven't. So that's that's a potential. We'll oh, there's see. plenty of them. Yeah, there's lots. I, I've got I've got a few I can think of. Corky Romano. <laughs> I don't even know what that is. You see, there Chris, we go. Chris Kattan <laughs> comedy. Remember Ooh, Chris Kattan? <laughs> the master of disguise, the Dana oh Carvey God. film, the oh Love God. Guru. All right, stop, 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 stop. <laughs> That's too many already. All right, cool. So we're going to be watching SNL Vehicles. Wow. Yeah, buddy. Oh, my God. And so we were talking shit about Bollywood. Okay. All right, here we go. Good. All right, love you. Bye. Bye.